Scratch, I'm Kyle Evans from Echo Bloom. Every two weeks on Scratch, we document the birth of a new Echo Bloom song, each of which was written in an hour. I call them hour songs. Think of it like a guided tour through a musician's audio sketchbook. It's messy, it's raw, some things work, and some things don't. Episode 36, Perfect in My Head. I'll open this episode with three very short lenses on the New York subway. One, the subway as anatomy. If New York is a body and people are its blood, then the subway is its veins, its arteries. The city inhales commuters every weekday, nearly doubling the population of Manhattan, and then every evening exhales them back into their private lives. It's the engine of the city, its clacking rhythm, its ordered libido. Two, the subway as mobile stage. The L train passes under the East River between First Avenue and Bedford, making it one of the longest station-to-station runs in the system, minutes long. And that time is a canvas. B-boys drop ghetto blasters onto sweaty floors and dance for pocket change during rush hour. Doo-wop singers, mimes. I once saw a theater group stage the Brutus and Cassius quarrel from Shakespeare's Julius Caesar in that time. 3. The Subway as a Telescope You look out from an anonymous remove. You catch someone's eye on the platform after the train doors close and the car starts pulling out of the station. It's less than a heartbeat long, and in a city of 8 million, mathematically distinct, impossible to repeat. They're gone, and the train plunges into darkness and into the light of the next station, the next constellation that cartwheels by. That third perspective, that of a voyeur, that is what this song is about, but it's not where it started. I started this song on a long road trip from North Carolina to New York. I had the rhythm and the general form of it figured out, so I took an hour at a rest stop, wrote some lyrics, and committed it to tape in a hotel room, and that sounded like this. Two 
melody implied a rhythm, which is always a good sign. I could immediately hear how a percussion part could be arranged, and I was excited to take more time with it. But the lyrics, those I was never happy with. The melody remained, and it returned when my mind was wandering. I knew I wanted to return and take another pass at the words, but also was realizing it wasn't something I could force. So at some point, it would just present itself, and I just had to be ready to write it down when it came. Which reminds me, you know how you always get your best ideas in the shower? It has annoyed me to no end. In the place where some of my best thoughts were beamed into my brain, I was unable to record them. But, friends, no more. For the mere price of $9.99, you too can buy a diving slate with a grease pen, take notes in the shower like me, and endure the mockery of your friends and family. It sounds dumb, but it's totally worked. I found that I'd get little flashes of the story I wanted to tell here and there about a train catching a person in the corner of your eye, and I'd scribble them down on the slate with the water kind of dancing over it. And after a while, I had enough little fragments, and they became the lyrics, the real lyrics of this song, perfect in my head. Part 2, The Production When I sat down to record this, I knew the story took place in a moving train. As the melody had implied a rhythm before, I wanted the words to imply the arrangement. I imagined a train disappearing into a darkened tunnel and then hurtling into a lighted station over and over again. Periods of soft reflection set into relief by periods of emotive light. And that's where I started with the arrangement for this. I began with a simple kick drum pulse for the quieter first half of the line and then moved into a crashing rocky section for the second part. simple bass part, and then the guitars that just amplify that energy. There's a tambourine that gives the B part of the verse a little more definition, and then a little ascending guitar part before the hook. And that's it. Rinse and repeat. is a little Easter egg in there, which we'll talk about in part three. For the nerds. There's only one thing in this section today, but I'm really excited about it because it's something I've always wanted to do. If you listen right before the choruses come in, you can hear a minuscule, tiny little vocal sample that's barely perceptible, but I do think it gives the chorus section more energy. I'll play the section a few times, it's a little hard to hear, and I'll strip out instruments until it's really apparent what it is. There it is. Woo. I read this article once about how some electronic artists like to have a stereo microphone pointed at the crowd and occasionally include crowd noise in the mix, and that's where this idea came from. Part 4, The Future. What would I change about this song? 
I want to play around with vocal samples more. I kind of grazed the concept here, but I think it could be more developed. Broadly, it's got great energy, but it's a little samey. I think there are a few ways that that could be fixed. Maybe a vocal counter melody or maybe some doubling. I don't know. I'm going to play around with it. Lastly, I know I feel like a broken record because I always say this, but a bridge or a C part. There's a kind of space for one in the current song, but it's not pulling enough weight. So here's the final version of Perfect in My Head. And if you like what you hear, there are all kinds of ways to support. The best thing you could possibly do for me is to send this to a friend or subscribe to our email list at echobloom.com scratch or give us a five-star review on iTunes or check out Echo Bloom's albums on Spotify or maybe even all of the above. The best thing you could possibly do for you is to write something of your own. Doodle on a cocktail napkin, sing in the shower, just create and enjoy. Thank you so much for listening.